Welcome to a special episode of Connor's Soccer Journeys. I'm your host, Gareth and Connor. And today we're embarking on an epic adventure to the wilds of Alaska. While I'm more accustomed to the pitch, we'll be exploring the beautiful game in one of the most rugged and remote places on earth. Join me as we discover the passion for soccer in the last frontier, meet dedicated fans and take you on a journey through this unique soccer landscape in Alaska. So lace up your cleats and prepare for soccer expedition like no other. And, uh, sorry, that was the intro for the other podcast that uh, Connor does himself. Welcome back. Well, you just never know. See, there's um Waffle listener, don't don't be confused, don't be switching off. There is um probably a brief moment, I think, before we press record you and I where we're like, right, who's gonna do the intro? <laughs> and then um, we just we just write it really quickly ourselves. And then and then I think the other person sits nervously just listening to what's going on. <laughs> Well, listen, um, there is there is there is a background to that intro, of course, since our last our last podcast nearly I think you clocked it nearly a month. I know. Um which is funny. Well it's probably like three weeks to four weeks. Yeah. So three weeks to a month. Um <laughs> but you've been you've been in the United States of America. Yeah. And Canada. Tell us about that. And Canada, tell us about it all. Um I actually feel like I haven't I haven't seen you since then, have I? In our own personal lives. No. Life, life, life is more than just this. <laughs> what um, other lives would it be? <laughs> and the right, in the just no, like second life. life. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I had an unbelievable time. We were on a cruise. Um, of I feel like I feel like you would love the cruise lifestyle. I think everyone would, but I really I do, do think that you are just a person who, you know, you wake up when you want. There's like constant entertainment, constant drinks, constant food. There's so much to see, so much to do. There's a spa. There's all these things that just scream your name to me. It's funny you say that because I hate the thought of it. I absolutely despise the thought of being on a cruise, being stuck on a boat. Because I hate, I don't like boats, as you know. Um, I always I absolutely, I know. I absolutely hate the thought of it, but it's probably one of those things. If I done it, I would love it. Yeah, but it does. It's, it's the thought of it. I'm like, mm, nah. I can just. I would just prefer to be in like a resort doing those things. But then you can't do that in a resort because. So imagine just a hotel, like a really nice hotel, that that then you wake up every day somewhere new. So we were in Alaska. So like. We were seeing the like glaciers, and then do you know the way like the gold rush was in Alaska? I wasn't really the glaciers. We saw the glaciers and the Frasers, um, and it was just unreal. Like just all the natural beauty, and I, I think it's yeah. like you know whenever you get a new laptop and the the background is like this really really cool image, like this like breathtaking image of like, um, is it Yosemite or whatever? All these kind of places, like really. Yeah, call it what you will, and <laughs> and I um, it was just like that. I was just breathtaking, and then we dipped into Vancouver as well to Victoria. You've been to Victoria? Oh, I love Victoria. It's so good, such a lovely spot. I bet you fell in love with it. Great girl. Uh, yeah. Well, we were there. We were only there for a couple of hours, but um, yeah, it was awesome. I'd really recommend cruising. I feel like it. Um, 
it, it really ages me. Like it makes me sound really old when people like in work and stuff have been like, were you on a cruise? And you're like, yeah. And they're like, mm, you must be. Because there's a certain anonymity to my work. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> we'll, say, we'll say no more. <laughs> say no more. 60 new jobs today, but we'll say no more. Um, and yeah, other than, I mean, since we... That, that'll, be an easy, that'll be an easy Google. <laughs> um, <laughs> since we last spoke, there's also been um, the great news that the Euro... I mean, we voted against it, but it's back. The Euro's back. <laughs> um, the Euro's are coming to Belfast. And I, for yeah. one, am very excited. Me too. I think it's great. Um, it'll be absolutely fantastic. Um, I've seen a few different things. I'm saying hopefully we qualify. But, like, do home host nations automatically qualify? Or is only a few of them automatically qualify? Or what is the story? Do you I know? Mean- I think you it definitely used to be the case, and then was it yeah. not maybe? I feel like it'll be like five host nations though. So does that make sense? But then, if you think about the World Cup in twenty six, is going to be like forty eight nations. Like it's going to be massive. Yeah. So probably they'll maybe use that to pivot into this. I don't know. I don't think there's anything concrete on that, but. And I know that England said that they didn't want to automatically qualify. Well, that's fair. Imagine enough. they didn't. Qual- imagine they didn't qualify. Yeah, that'd be that'd be very funny. Just that whole story. Yeah, I mean, it's probably impossible. I think probably the only way we're going to see Northern Ireland there is if it's an automatic qualification. Um, you'd imagine so. You would imagine so. Well, actually, I mean, this is our nice segue now on to um, Friday evening. No, Saturday daytime. Um, whenever I was delighted to be at Windsor Park, and thank you again to dear friend of the pod and chief waffler, uh, David, for making that happen. Um, David, and yeah, I mean, uh, I actually don't think I've been to Windsor Park, the National Stadium, a Northern Ireland match, and seen them win. So I think this was a first experience for okay. me. Um, I've seen a lot of draws. Um, so yeah, I I mean it was good. It was a few texting. It was texting yourself and texting a few other people. I just loved. I love whenever the goal scorers or on the pitch are just people who are have some sort of Irish league history. Um, just, and that's that's what we saw. Um, Paul Smith. I remember like when he was playing for Linfield Swifts, and it's kind of like. You don't want to be emotional, but it is kind of like a full circle moment when you see him score. I remember him scoring on his day de- on his debut, I think, for against South Korea. Um, and it is kind yeah. of like a weird, like full circle moment where you're like, and I saw him for Leighton Orient last season scoring. Like he's unbelievable when he gets going. Yeah, no, I was going to say to you, you had the treat of seeing a lot of ex Irish League talent and um, representing learning country you know and i think that's that's probably lovely for you just for you nobody else um it, it was it was actually lovely for me um and even like last night i saw mark sykes got a, got a bit of game time for ireland as well in the last couple of minutes and that's great too you know um to me it nearly and, I, and this is maybe a conversation for another time and i don't know where we go with this but it would be good, I think, maybe sometime to look into actually the um 
the amount of players that played in the Irish League that actually go on to play for Northern Ireland and why would you know the Northern Ireland the IFA not take more advantage of that for example Brad Lyons 26 years old but he's been called up I hope he makes his debut tonight you know he's been playing unbelievable for Kilmarnock and he's just been called up and you can see what it means to him yeah so um so yeah very very exciting times amazing amazing and a 3-0 yeah. win to top it all off a 3-0 win a 3-0 win um but yeah other than that i don't think um either northern ireland or the republic are doing very well in the footballing world or the rugby team which is very devastating yeah but, i know yeah anyway that's not why we're here we're why here, are we here? <laughs> <laughs> that's what people that's what people will be asking themselves why are, we, why are we here um good question we're we're here i suppose because it's it's a third of the way through the season okay which is unbelievable which is, that just doesn't even make sense it's unbelievable um we've we've played 12 games everyone's played 12 games it's a bit you know it's a bit scary to think that and uh, we are in the middle of october um and we're just going to maybe talk through, we're not going to take too long, but let's maybe let's maybe talk through the pros and the people who have been really, really good and really, really impressive. Um, and then maybe the people who have some work to do. But let's, you know, yeah. let's talk about a good opening third. And I think you've got to start by saying, by announcing the team lock all, because they have come in and they have shone up until maybe the last couple of games, but they have absolutely shone. Yeah, I mean, we said it before, like, to get promoted and just put in the performances they have with keeping mostly that same team that played last year in the championship. Um, obviously, with a few new additions. Um, but, like, it's, it's so impressive. I mean, obviously, last result, Friday night. I kind of feel like that kind of thing was always going to happen um, <laughs> against a big team um, for them. But we'll probably just... I hope they can just shrug it off and keep keep up the form. Um, I mean, they're sitting seventh. Nope, not not one person. I don't care what anyone says. There's nobody who would have had that peg for lock call. Um, they would have probably been eleventh, twelfth in most people's minds. Um, so they really are punching above their weight, and they've been super impressive. Um, and I just hope they can press on and keep 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 the keep the top of the the bottom. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, it's true. Like, I think that we've, I think they've been actually quite a nice breath of fresh air nearly as well. And, and I don't mean this in any disrespect, but we've seen like more in point and, and Yuri nearly do a bit of a yo-yo. And then obviously the Mallards came in for a while, but actually to see Lock all um, and the way that they're kind of just attacking this league and maybe benefiting from the likes of Balamina being poor, Glenavon being a wee bit all over the show. Um, like they have Sean, but even even in the big games, like they've they've done their bit and they've impressed. Yeah. Um, they do. Have yeah, I mean, really sorry, go ahead. I mean, mentionable games for them: two draws in North Belfast, you know, against Crusaders and Cliftonville, both two teams that would be expected to put them to bed. Um, and it shows what they've been all about this season. They just put them. To they bed. just seem to stick to their they stick to their plan, play their football, and. Doesn't matter who they're facing, they don't seem to have any fear. And uh, I think that's admirable because I don't know, I feel like with teams like 
like Lock All, who have just come up, points really matter, obviously. In you, you probably think as soon as you come up, right, we really need to fight to stay here. But to me, they're just playing like positive football, getting goals and taking it to the big teams. Whereas maybe, I don't know, maybe over the years, more traditionally, you would see sides, the likes of the teams in North Belfast, and just try and hold out for like a nil-nil. Do you know what I mean? But that's not what they're doing. And, you know, it's impressive and exciting. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, That's true. And they do have, like, well, we, we do talk about them, the likes of Keelan Lochran, Ben Murdoch, Luke Cartwright. Um, like, there, there's a lot of excitement in there and in that team. Um, I know you've seen them a couple of times and been impressed. Even bringing, like, Jay Boyd in on Loom, like, we obviously know a wee bit more about him because he was at the cruise and saw, I think, flashes of his potential at the very, very tail end of last year. He looks like someone that I'm sure Stephen Baxter can't wait to get his hands on. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it was a really good move for him. You know, he probably isn't going to get, probably going to get bits and pieces of, of time playing at Crusaders this season. But like, you know, he's, he's probably going to get a lot more chances at lock all. And I think he maybe has one or two goals already this season, notably against, I think one against Cliftonville. Um, so yeah, I mean, great move for him. And it, it, it's just as well, like the experience he'll get there. Um, you know, he hasn't, hasn't gone there to be someone who's, pressure on you know the other team to to settle for a, a draw or to you know just see a game out you know he's gone there to just lock all believe that they need to do some damage no it's true it's true i think what we've um to move on from lock all but like very very impressed and you know the last three games maybe haven't gone how they wanted but like that this is i think and hopefully maybe at some stage we'll we'll get down and maybe have a good word with um the team there um and just really ask them how how they're finding it because surely it is like you know like when they're looking at the table and being like hold on like we're we're seventh Korean are above yeah. us character below us um really really impressive one team that. And maybe this is just this is just what we're used to. It's just Linfield. Like yeah. five in a row. They're just really, really solid. They've scored more than anyone else. Um they seem to be like one of the only teams really that can turn a draw into a win um without any bother. Um and they have looked they have looked decent. Not at their best, but decent. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to say, like, I think I've seen them a few times this season. I don't think they are in fifth gear. They're maybe in third, but they seem to be the most consistent team. They're getting the points. They're, they're top of the table by some margin. Um, At this stage of the season, it's great. You know, we, we always talk about this being a tight league. It's not really at the minute, I would say. <laughs> It'll probably get tight again, because I think what's happened is maybe out of our top six, other than Linfield, it's all a wee bit all over the place. Um, I don't think anyone's been consistent enough. Um, I mean, you probably actually, well, to be fair, you could look at Cliftonville and say um, they've been pretty good, pretty consistent, but maybe outside of Cliftonville and Linfield, it just seems a wee bit, to me, like all over the place. Like you don't really know what's going to happen one week. 
like, you know, one week, like, the Glens could be on fire, the next week they could lose 3-0 to, you know, someone at home or draw, nil-nil. Um, you know what I mean? It just it just doesn't seem to have that consistency yet, but I feel like that'll come. And I feel like then the title challenge will really be on. Um, it's actually something really weird with the table I'm looking at. <laughs> it has Crusaders second and has Cliftonville third, even though Cliftonville have more points. So that's funny. It, um, not really, that kind of that kind of messed up what I was saying because of uh, because of the order. But yeah, I mean, actually, so it is quite tight. <laughs> but I mean, they're four points clear, Linfield, um, which is a pretty strong position to be in this point in the season. Yeah, they're actually five points clear. <laughs> well, this is a great app. I need to get a new one. <laughs> the line just can't count. Great. Oh, right. Oh, right. Okay. Um, it really sets us up well for Friday night. Um, yes. And even, even like, it doesn't matter who's first and second. I think first traveling to second is the exciting thing, you know, that the, the team, you know, um, that aren't on top are playing at home. That is a very, very exciting game. What I love just is that no one real like people were expecting this Cliftonville team, and this is going to be the narrative of the season. So, like, if you've heard it said like three times, we are probably going to end up saying it like another 10 times. Everyone thought Cliftonville would be crap. And yeah. Big Jim is like, nah, like, and Ben Wilson is the boy. And like, they are just, they are just looking tasty. They are. Um, and yeah, it's weird. Like, I don't know why. I don't know why everyone kind of wrote them off because the squad is unbelievable. I mean, they're a part-time club that are operating like a full-time club in terms of what, like, the talent they have. Um, so that in itself is impressive. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It, <clears throat> going forward, for me, like, I think from what we've seen so far, then Fulfill could be quite tight going forward into this next part of the season. Um, other teams, of course, could, you know, turn their form around a wee bit, but out of everyone we've seen, I would say those two just look, they look to me at the minute like the two title challengers. Um, yeah. But that, like, obviously all changed overnight. <laughs> overnight? <laughs> Maybe not that quickly, but... Um... <laughs> It has the oh, look at the table. It's, up, it's updated. There's been no games, but it's updated. Lauren or top. There, there are a lot of teams, and 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 there's maybe three teams we've mentioned that are the impressive ones. That if you're yeah. going to say who's had a good start, who's had a good uh, third, as the as the famous saying goes, <laughs> I wish you're opening third. Um, there, I think there are three, um, for sure. Then, will we just talk about? Maybe a couple that haven't had the start that they wanted. I think there's there's teams yeah. that have the cracks and it's maybe undecided what way their season's gonna go. Um and I'll maybe quickly mention them. I think that that's probably Crusaders, Nuri, maybe like Corian. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Like a lot of inconsistencies. Um I mean, we saw the cruise in Europe this year and they were phenomenal. And they kind of brought that form into the league. For yeah. maybe a little while, and then it also sort of started to almost crumble a little bit. They've hit a few rough patches in these this opening third, as you famously said. Um, but yeah, I mean they're they're still up there, and they still can get themselves back and going. But it's it's just strange, like the sort of almost a like 
watching them in Europe and thinking they're great, good against good opposition, and then it just looks like they've kind of struggled a little bit or ran out of gas, gas. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know. And then, like, I, I would say the same. I would say the same things for those other teams you mentioned, like Neri. I mean, <laughs> do you remember when we went watching Neri Carrick and we they just like completely annihilated Carrick? Yeah. Like, we didn't see that coming. But then at home, they're maybe getting beat four, five against some teams. But they seem to have fun, a lot of fun on the road this year. Um, similar to Korean, one against the Glens, maybe, what, three, four weeks ago, and then went in a really sort of bad run. They've kind of got themselves back going again. But just very, like, I would describe it as, like, almost roller coastery. Um, Carrick have probably been like that as well. Like, yeah. just, you don't know what's going to happen. But they're, I think it, I think that makes it quite interesting and fun. Like turning up to a game and being like, this could literally be anything today. Maybe not if you're a fan of that team, but but like if you're in neutral, this yeah. could be anything. I think that there's grounds and games that you and I go to purely to be like, I hope something mental happens. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. And then maybe we don't want to say bad things. We're not those guys, but maybe just no. there's room for improvement, you know, two stars and a wish. Um, and teams maybe that wish that it had gone a bit better would be Balamina, Glenavon, and yeah. maybe, am I going to say Lorne? Yeah, no, I, I think fair. I think Lorne will always get that, come under that banner because they're the champions. They're the defending champions. They probably haven't defended it as well as they would have wanted to at this point. That seems very obvious to say, but like I think you know what I mean. Um I, I think what's happened with Lauren this season is when they've a few key players missing, they just look a bit lost. Mm. Um they're missing Miller and Ryan at the minute. And I think that kind of killed them in the last few games. Um even and it's weird to say that because they obviously have a fantastic squad, really good players. Yeah. Um but just to me, they are standouts, and you notice when they are missing. Um, and they find it hard, I think, to defend their, their crime, but so much football to be played can easily be turned around. Getting those two back will certainly help boost them. Yeah. Um, yeah, in, ter- in terms of, you're talking more at the bottom of the table, Balamina and Glenavon. Um, Balamina, I don't know. Like, I still don't think Balamina will get relegated. I just can't. I think there's a good team there. I think Jim's brought in a few very good players, very good young players. Mm-hmm. Um, we've already seen likes of Fraser Taylor. I think. Ah. <laughs> I think we've we've watched him a few times. Very very good to watch. Um, you can see what he contributes to the team. I think Balmain have maybe been a wee bit unlucky at times. Um, then also you could argue they've been you know lucky some of the some of the points they have picked up. But in terms of relegation, I just I don't know. I just can't see it. Then who does get relegated? I don't know. I don't like talking about it, but I just can't see it being Balamina. I don't know if you agree or not, but it just seems, it just doesn't seem like it'll happen. What was the score when we saw Balamina Carrick? Was that 2 0? It was 1 0 to Balamina. Yeah. Um, I think, I, I, I do think Balamina's issue is they've only, they've only scored five. Um, yeah. That that needs to be sorted out quickly when, when you think even like teams. Like Dungannon, I think there was one year they scored like so, like they they didn't score any at all. They scored fifteen this year, which is brilliant. But um, 
I, I know. I just don't know with, with Ballymena. You thought when they got that result against like Carrick, it could push them on. But that hasn't really happened. They don't really seem to be able to like get draws here or there either. Two wins from twelve games. It's it's not great. I mean, Glenavon is, is something similar. Um Glenavon did did that thing where they were like, Okay, we need to replace Gary and you know, that's I think it's sad just in the in the the celebrity sort of status that he holds. Do you know what I mean? That like like yeah. him in the league, but they haven't really had like the points I think that they probably would have wanted. Um losing yeah, him. I think the fiction to be fair, I think the fixtures have been tough, but no, I know. I mean, the fixtures to be the fixtures are always going to be tough, though. Um, I think they they could probably like just benefit from a good run of fixtures. Um, but but yeah, I don't know. Like it's hard to know whether they're going to improve that much. Um, we're talking about a team that were top six pushing top six for the yeah. you know consistently for the last while. Um, who've just just kind of falling away a little bit um, and it, unfortunately it happens in football it happens to the Giants all the time the best best Giants. Um, <laughs> it happens to the, the best teams in football you see it it just comes and goes and there it is um, and then just I suppose on that <laughs> we have two thirds of the season still to go which is very exciting and I feel like um well, I feel personally that I, I'm I've only really I'm only really getting into the season now because I've been away and stuff. Um yeah. like now I think's a time I hope for us there'll be a bit more of consistency because I've ruined that. But um that you know they, they, I think this is the period now between like now and Christmas where you really see the league start to take shape. Um yeah. And, and how things are going to go. Um, you'd imagine that top six stays as it is, and there's a bit of a five-point gap there. Um, and who... I, I know we've, we've only got a couple of minutes left, but like for you, who's who's going to be top at Christmas? And bottom. Uh, I, can't, I can't see past Limfield for Christmas. Bottom... To be honest, I still think Valamina will be bottom at Christmas, but I don't think they'll be bottom coming out of the season. And there it is. Um, what about you? Um, I, I mean, let's let's. I'll go for a different approach. I feel like let's go Cliftonville top. <laughs> okay. Because they're gonna win on Friday, and then there's only two points, and then just keep her lit. Um, and that bottom of that table is just all over the shop. Then I'll say maybe Glenavon bottom at Christmas, just just because. Let's be creative, um. But yeah, anyway, John Marvel, that'll do. It. Unless there's anything to add.